Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonner, Julie Aiden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. I am broadcasting from the Chuck and Julie Show World Headquarters. Chuck is uh, broadcasting from the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle World Headquarters. And let's just jump right into it today. Um, we've got David Horowitz with us. Um, we've had, and he really needs almost no introduction, but he's off. He's got a, a new book out. It's called The Radical Mind, The Destructive Plans of the Woke Left. Um, David, hey, thank you for your time and congratulations on your new book. Thank you, Julie. I didn't realize um, you guys were married. Congratulations. We are. We've been married for a while. Um, people ask us, how do we how do we do it? And it, it just works. Sometimes I wonder how we do it, too. Um, but let me, start, let me start out by asking your new book. Before we get into the book, and I imagine it all tie, ties around also, um, um, the, what do you make, you know, the radical mind, the destructive plans of the woke left, this whole left, I mean, I've been stunned by the pro-Hamas, anti-Israel protests and things like that that we're seeing. What do you make of that? Well, that's exactly the question. <laughs> that's what is Uh, because this is a, a land of conscience. 
Hey, David, David, I'm going to interrupt you one second. I think you're dropping, out. you're dropping out a little bit. It's kind of hard to understand you. If it's okay, can we maybe have you hang up and our producer will call you right back and maybe we can get a better line. Is, that, is, this, I better? is this better? Oh, that's yes. better. Yes. Yeah, whatever you did there is better. Okay, thank you. Um, well, what do you, I mean, to me. He was I, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem. Um, and he wanted to build an Auschwitz in the Middle East and finish the job that Hitler started. When Israel was created in 1948, five Arab dictatorships descended on Israel, spawned and sponsored by the Muslim Brotherhood to exterminate the Jews. This is an old crusade. Um, the it goes actually back to Muhammad, who in one of his sacred sayings said that the day of judgment will only come and redemption only be possible when the Muslims fight the Jews and kill them, when the Jews hide behind the rocks and the trees and the rocks and the trees cry out, oh Muslim, there's a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. So it's a genocidal movement. The genocidal it's a religion with a genocidal streak called jihadism. Um, but the fact is, if you're a leftist, you don't care uh, for the facts, the historical facts. All you have to do is demonize the word colonial settler and pin it on the people that you hate, which is the Jews, and it gives you a license to kill them. A logical person would say, hey, America was settled by colonial settlers. The leftists would say they exterminated the Indians, which is a lie. There are more Indians alive today than there were when the Mayflower landed. Most of the Indians were killed by smallpox, uh, not by not by American settlers, but the, the colonial settler society that is America has created. Uh, a nation which is the most tolerant, most egalitarian, freest, most humane nation in the history of the world. So if you are thinking in terms of fact, you you can't join these people. That's why they're so dangerous. Well, do you believe do you believe that the United States should should um, end any Islamic immigration to the United States? Well, I, I think if you remember, you have. The, the question of immigration has got to be specific. What countries, what is the vetting process? If you remember, when Trump was elected, he tried to extend, it was actually a program that Obama had initiated of not admitting uh, immigrants from terrorist countries like Iran, like uh, Yemen, uh, like Syria because they had terrorist governments and you couldn't trust those governments to vet the would-be yeah. immigrants, that they would be peaceful. And, and that 
you know, there were other countries like Somalia. We let in Ilan Omar because for our family that worked. Uh, a propagandist in the government of Siad Bar, who whose terrorist regime they they killed fifty to sixty thousand Somalians. Something you don't hear too much about when Ilan Omar speaks. Um, <laughs> Uh, and and they had to flee Somalia for a Kenya refugee camp when Siad Bar was overthrown. The UN, which is uh, dominated by Islamic countries, called Somalia under Siad Bar uh, the worst case of human rights abuses in Africa, which is a mouthful of saying something. But we lost our universities. I wrote five books on the leftist takeover of the universities. They purged conservatives. When people like myself, I visited 400 university campuses in the 1990s um, and was always greeted by crowds shouting me down. You couldn't have a conversation. You couldn't have a talk like we're having right here, you know, with challengers. You couldn't hold a debate because the... Marxist left had already taken over our universities. And unfortunately, I mean, the big failing of America is its goodness. Um, people are too willing to give the benefit of the doubt. The, the real problem with the world is not society, which doesn't exist. It's people. That's the problem. Well, what, what what do you say to the fact that the immigrants to Britain, uh, to Sweden, um, their parents might have been uh, peaceful, but the next generation has been totally radicalized. So while you might, might well, have been because, to the parents, uh, it didn't do you any good. Uh, because the university, look, the first institutions in Germany that went over to Hitler were the universities. As I say, I've been on 400 campuses. And, uh, you know, I, I was once a leader of the New Left. I, I, I headed its largest magazine, Rampart. I wouldn't have hired these people. They're so low-grade ideologues, and they're so filled with hate. But the Democrat Party has embraced them, and that's the... That's... Why is there a Hitler caucus in the, in the House of the Democrat side? Right. Why is Ilan Omar, why was she put on the Foreign Affairs Committee when she was hardly in Congress by Nancy Pelosi? You have to, if you can answer those questions, she had access to the our top intelligence materials. Why is Donald Trump accused of being a white supremacist? In all the years, he was the most famous businessman in New York and national figure. Uh, nobody ever said, uh, introduced him as Donald Trump, the uh, host of The Apprentice and a white supremacist. Yeah. That was just invented by the Democrats to demonize him. But it has a, another terrible effect is that it legitimizes racism. What about George Soros? When you talk about the destructive plans, right? Why isn't George Soros in jail? Yeah. <laughs> All these demonstrations are illegal. You right. have to have a permit to have a parade. That's the basic thing. You can't block a bridge because 
there are ambulances that need to get across it. Uh, why is why but, is he putting money into this though? What is his motive? Do you think? Because he hates America and he hates Jews, and he and the irony is that that whenever he's attacked for his hatred of America, it's brought up that he's a Jew. He's not a Jew. The family name was Schwartz, but they changed it to Soros, and he went around with his father helping the Nazis confiscate the homes and the properties of Jews when the Nazis took over Hungary. We, we've been robbed of our history, which is hugely important by this generation of radical academics who have no business being in schools, let alone being in universities. Well, tell me a little bit about the breakup of, of the Horowitz Foundation with Candace Owens. What what uh, precipitated that? Well, Candace, is, Candace, unfortunately, is the, the media is credentialed by by these universities, so that's why you see all these hoaxes on TV and all these non-objective reporters that make no attempt to tell the truth. Uh, they're they're uh, spreading they're, they're spreading, still spreading the lie that. Uh, Trump said that Nazis were good people, which is right. just there's no evidence whatsoever for that. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, so they've, they've been to schools. I mean, it's a, the, our schools are rotten to the core. You know, they're mutilating little children on behalf of crazy theories. They're Nazi theories. That's what the Nazis did. They experimented on unhealthy people, and they want to set up anybody who doesn't toe their line. And we we have a a weak Republican Party, except there are, there are exceptions like Trump and DeSantis. Um, we, a weak Republican Party and a vicious Democrat Party that's been taken over by racists. We have a president as a criminal. Anybody yeah. that, that doesn't think that Joe Biden is a traitor. He's not paying attention. You don't take tens of millions of dollars, which we have the records of, from from China and other gulag countries, uh, horribly repressive regimes. They've got two million, actually Muslims, Uyghurs, concentration camps. There's no freedom in China. Um, you don't have a president taking tens of millions of dollars without saying what it's for, yeah, uh, and create and creating twenty shell corporations to hide it. If what he's doing is not treason, why is he hiding the source of the money and the recipients, and why is he so secretive about what the what the money was used for? We have a, a criminal administration and a whole political party supporting that administration. What do you what do you see happening then? I mean, you know, you talk about the destructive plans in your new book, right, the, of the woke left. And it seems to me that people are beginning to wake up a little bit. And I do think this pro-Hamas... Yeah, I fear, I fear a summer of violence. I, um, I, I think it's almost inevitable. We don't lock up common criminals. Why should we lock up political criminals who support the left? Yeah. 
as long as George Soros is out there and his brothers, even worse, pulling out money to these street criminals, as long as we don't have laws that put criminals in jail, and, and the idea that we should have no, no, uh, what is the phrase? No fair bail. You, 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 if you steal up to $900 worth of goods from the department store, it has no harmful effect. Right. So, so we let them back on the streets. Uh, and under the idea that they're poor, how difficult is it for a judge to see what a person's resources are and to balance that against what kind of danger he may pose to society? Yeah. Yeah, but no, we don't do that anymore. It's yeah. all ideological. The, the left is racist. It thinks that black people are criminals. And it thinks that this is a kind of reparation. <laughs> Whereas the reality is every slave who was shipped to America was enslaved by black Africans and sold at auctions, slave auctions in Ghana and Benin. Um, and and every black person in America who is descended from slaves owes their freedom to Thomas Jefferson and the American founders. Slavery still exists in Africa, but not, but in America, we gave 360,000 mainly white lives to free the slaves. In all history, I can't think of another case of one people making such a large sacrifice to free another. Have you been surprised and you and, and the people, you know, at your Freedom Center surprised at the again, when you know, when we're talking about the radical mind and the, the destruction um, that the left seems to just scatter everywhere. I, I mean, I got to admit, I've been surprised at, at how, how someone could even argue being pro Hamas. I mean, Talib was that was no one of one of the squad members was well, basically it's saying it's OK to you are racist. And think white people are the source of the evil in the world. It becomes very simple. You don't look at what specific acts people actually commit, what specific attitudes. If they, if Donald Trump was a liberal, Donald, yeah. nobody ever called Donald Trump a white supremacist. No, non-racist ever called him a white supremacist until he ran against the Democrats. They're unscrupulous people. They, they, they lie, and they lie because they think they have this greater good that they're achieving, which is to create a paradise where there's social justice. Well, what do you think about the, the, the lack of, of resistance from Republicans to Biden using the Justice Department uh, to try to jail an opponent? They don't want to be called racist. They're cowards. The Democrats say boo and they run. Yeah. How many Republicans have even called the Democrat a racist? Where the whole party subscribed, they supported Black Lives Matter, a criminal organization that killed thousands of people, torched 220 cities um, over a drug addict who overdeed himself on fentanyl. Come on. There's no, you know, in, I wrote a book called I Can't Breathe, and in it I quote a 60 Minutes interview with Keith Ellison, who was once a spokesman for Farrakhan, his politics 
I've been saying that by his political allegiances, he's now a Democrat. He was a member of the DNC. And he gave an interview to, he was the chief prosecutor on the George Floyd case. And he gave an interview uh, to 60 Minutes a week after the trial. And, and he was asked, was there a racial dimension to the killing of George Floyd? And his answer was, we couldn't find one. We couldn't find one. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. Well, where do you see, David, where do you see, like you said, you know, you fear a summer of violence, 2024. It's, I mean, I think it's going to be, probably something like we have never at least not seen for a long time. I mean, where, how do you see it? Do you think it's going to be Trump Biden? Do you think Trump is going to prevail? Um, what do you see? I, I don't think Trump, Joe Biden. Well, look, they stole the last two elections. Yeah. Didn't they? yeah. So why, uh, not, why not this one? I don't believe Trump, uh, Biden could win a fair elected period. It's broadcaster. People are hurting really badly in this country, but the Democrats are liars. They're going to lie about everything. Um, and, and unless Republicans are guarding those, if we have all these paper ballots again, if we have all these ballot boxes that the postal service workers stuff, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't take rocket science to see what happened in the last two elections. No. And the, the Democrats did not want it. You always could tell by the cover up. They didn't want it discussed, did they? No. You're an election no. denier. Yep, yep. You're an election you're denier. You're an election denier and you're a traitor and you're a white right. supremacist. And, and you're a terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist now. Well, David, listen, let me, because I know you're busy and you've got a lot going on. Where can people um, find your book and find and get, I mean, get all of well, your my stuff? book should be everywhere. It certainly is on Amazon. It's at my website at frontpagemagazine.com. Um, it should be in in the Costco's and the Sam's Clubs. Um, or you can get it. You can always get it at my website, frontpagemagazine.com. All right. Well, we want to thank you for coming on. It's always great to talk with you again. And, and keep Thanks up the good fight. And let's save not only our country, but our benighted state. All right, sir. Thank you very much. David Horowitz there, author of a new book, The Radical Mind, The Destructive Plans of the Woke Left. Um, you know, he um, has a Freedom Center front page magazine. So thank you, David. Appreciate your time. We're going to jump now. We've got loads of guests. We've got Dr. Brian Jundep, um, writers. It's a writer's day. And guys, I see you guys have all kinds of great comments here. Maybe we could get, oh, Leo was like, was that frontpagemagazine.com? Yes, it's front page magazine. Um um, real quick, the comments, Dr. Donna, I now hear that many of the to be released tapes from January 6th have been disposed of by the head. Yes, that's right. The Democrats got rid of them. Um, we got, okay. So now we got Brian June, Dr. Brian June had another great column in American thinker, the simple message that Trump should run on. Hey, Brian, thank you for your hey, time. Brian, how's it going? Hey, how are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Okay. I'm doing this from the car. So this is a new experience. So <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to set up my phone. So I'm not holding it and shaking. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully you're not driving. Are you driving? Well, no, I am sitting still. All right. All right. <laughs> 
I, I would do it and I'd be driving and trying to put on my mascara. And, and I used to have a friend who used to do the crossword puzzle while he drove the New York times crossword puzzle. And I always thought that was, that was not wise, but um, I'll do it. I'll do a talk only interview while driving. Okay. I, I used to do that <laughs> with Peter Boyles all the time. Cause yes. You know, hey, you want to come on in 10 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I got to go to work. (laughs) Hey, well, what would we talk? I mean, I absolutely agree. You know, you look at the polls, the numbers are good for Trump. Um, It's, I mean, I, you know, in spite of everybody trying to say Nikki Haley is surging, I think Trump's going to be the candidate. And you had, I thought, some pretty good advice on just keeping it simple, the message he should run on. Why don't you explain? Well, the message is simple. Trump has served as president, so he has a four-year track record. In fact, as president, he will have more experience than Biden, assuming, which is a big assumption, that Biden's going to be the nominee. Uh, Trump will technically have a couple months on Biden as president. So you can't use the experience argument against him. And it's quite simple. Trump had four years of a good economy, no foreign wars, uh, trying to secure the border, energy independence, uh, low inflation, low unemployment. Things are relatively good. And the question is, do you want to go back to that? What would you rather have the four years that you had from 2017 through 2020 or what we have now? And for most people, there are very few people that are better off. Maybe Jeff Bezos and the Koch brothers. But beyond that, Tucker Carlson, probably. But uh, very few people are better off than they were four years ago. Just go to the grocery store, fill up your car, try to buy a new car, get a mortgage, any of those things. We were better off under Trump than we are now. And that's that's really how I would phrase it. Don't have to get into Trump new odds. He, he can, every, he can take whatever he wants to, but you, you know that the left-wing media, which controls most of the media, the vast majority of the media is not going to let him run on that. Uh, they'll shut that message out and, and uh, uh, you know, that he's a Nazi and that he's going to, our democracy ends. If, well, if now they're saying, done. yeah, I mean, I saw even CNN was, there was something like the five ways Trump will destroy our democracy. I mean, it was, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but just a little no, bit. If he's elected president, I mean, that's where they're going. But Brian, but Brian, I think what I like about your idea is, I think people that becomes white noise. I mean, they've been saying this about Trump forever. And I mean, that's a pretty basic. I mean, that's sort of been a political thing forever. It's like, are you better off under this guy than you were under me? Um, And that's what Ronald Reagan did when he ran against Jimmy Carter. You better off now versus four years ago. And then 49 out of 50 states decided uh, uh, it wasn't so good under Carter. So. Um, that that's a winning message. And it's not just Trump, but his surrogates have to do it. And, and the asleep at the wheel Republican Party needs to do it. Unfortunately, most of them want Trump to go away, too. Yeah. So I don't yeah. I don't think you're going to get Ken Buck on his daily CNN appearance to be <laughs> talking about, uh, you know, we're better off now than we were four years ago. Mitt well, Romney it's amazing how many here in Colorado, the rhinos have come out to to attack a wounded um, Congresswoman Lauren uh, Boebert. Lauren Boebert. I mean, I, I forget. You know, Owens has come out against her. Uh, Jane Norton has come up from the grave. All these people who I didn't even know were alive still. Bruce Benson. I mean, yeah. they had <laughs> the Denver Gazette. Was yeah, like- the Denver Gazette is against her. 
but I don't know. Yeah, so 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 they're going to get a Democrat in their place. It's it's the republic. Right. That's why they call the Republican Party the stupid party. Right. You look at their reaction to George Santos. Yeah, George Santos uh, fabricates and he's uh, plays loose with the truth, just like Joe Biden does, and Adam Schiff and a lot of other people. He ha- he's been indicted, but he hasn't been found guilty. Uh, he's not going to run for re-election. Let him serve out his term. It's not like the Republicans have a big majority in the House. Exactly. So they expel, expel one of their own, and the the usual Republican rhinos are all on board. The Ken Buck crowd. Uh, and, and so what? Now they're down to a three vote majority. Well, you think, well, what do you think the likelihood is that they'll throw Menendez out in the Senate? Zero. <laughs> Zero. How, how about Eric Swalwell for sleeping with a Chinese right. spy or, or Adam Schiff for lying about Trump-Russian collusion, knowingly going on CNN and MSNBC every night lying? Right. Are they going to do anything? No, of no. course not. Are you going to do anything about the squad members that are support, supporting pro-terrorism Hamas? That are no. anti-Semitic. Are they going to do anything? No. <laughs> well, that's because. But I think at least they right. could come together and throw out a Republican. And yeah, all yeah. About <laughs> they unified. They they unified. Well, the, I mean, the, the Republicans think they're going to win favors. It's like John McCain when he was running for president. He was going to reach across the aisle. He was, you know, he was the darling of cable news uh, until he won the nomination. And then he became a Nazi, fascist, racist, sexist, white supremacist, just like every other Republican. So <laughs> it's, it's you're, you're not going to win favors from the media. The media hates Republicans regardless. So trying to appease them. Uh, no, it's like trying to appease a grizzly bear by throwing them a piece of meat. They're just right. going to eat you. After they do well, you know, the conservative treehouse Sundance there has a theory which I think is true. And you said there are sort of fundamental differences in the motivation between the Democrat National Committee party and the Republic. He said the Democrats exist only to get power. And he said just, just what you said about Republicans, they just want to get favors, basically financial favors, and they want to get yeah, they want money. money. Right. And so so they don't really care if they don't have power. They don't really care if well, they don't well, get with their Santos are help helping ensure they have less power because now they have only three seats. Right. Uh, but over a hundred Republicans happily signed on to the Democratic message without blinking an eye. Yeah. And instead of let the voters decide. This is somebody right. that's gonna be up for reelection in, in less than a year, uh, and he's not gonna run. So Voters will pick somebody else. The smart thing would be to find a suitable replacement for him. He announced he's not running. Find another Republican to run for his seat. Otherwise, it's going to go back to the Democrats. It's a seat that the Democrats have held. So Republicans have just lost more of their very slim majority. And then it just takes a couple of rhinos to uh, vote down. Yeah, I mean, impeachment, Biden, Mayorkas, Garland. Right. You get the same same Republicans that, oh no, there, there's nothing there that rises yeah, no to evidence. the level of impeachment. Yeah, no I, evidence. Yeah, uh, Ken is like, you know, you got you got monthly direct deposit going from Hunter Biden's right. business <laughs> account into Joe Biden's personal account. Well, I don't see any evidence. It's, it's <laughs> no, uh, there was never there, any contact. Never any contact there. Well, George, I think George Santos is. Uh, presumed innocent until proven guilty and oh it's overwhelming evidence he has to go it's nonsense the republicans deserve to be in the minority if that's how they're going to act 
right? Except for their only hopes, we have to try to change them. And that's the thing too, going back to what Chuck was talking about with Lauren Boebert, Whatever your issues are, um, I mean, Lauren Boebert, at least she was a fighter. She was a, a, an America first, or is an America first, you know, congressional. And so what do the, what do the Republicans in Colorado do the, in Colorado, the establishment people, they want to get rid of her, right? It's kind of like, why on earth? Because she right, was- Because she's, she's not pure as the wind driven snow. So, you know, all the, the Republican donor class in Colorado is standing up for their principles. Well, their principles uh, aren't going to see the light of day if they're in the minority. Right. Well, well as a practical matter, you know, they have a Republican who retained her seat by 500, 600 votes or whatever it was at the end. Um, so a party with some sanity was kind of, <laughs> okay, we all have to really get behind her um, yeah. and fight for this key seat. No, no. Um, they'll make her spend every cent she has trying to defend the seat. If their rhino uh, candidate wins, uh, there'll be such bitterness that it's almost it's it's inevitable that that seat will go to the Democrats and they will. Yes, the Demo- uh, yeah, the Democrat will win. The, yeah, yeah. The, a well-funded Democrat will win. And then it's Colorado turns another shade deeper blue and all the Republican establishment in Colorado are going to, you know, piss and moan about, oh, well, what happened to the Republicans? You know, right. what Republican Party? <laughs> there is no Republican Party in Colorado. We're a one party state. It's you got veto proof majorities in the legislature, the judges, everything. It's 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 worse than California. At least California has some red districts to it. Right. What, what do we well, have? We have well, we have CD four with Ken Buck. He's you know yes, Ken, Ken Buck, who's you know auditioning for CNN and throwing his colleagues under the bus. What does he care? Well, and I think you're right. You know, going back to the to Trump's message, and I think we're, you're seeing the things I've read about the polls are like his polls numbers are what you know numbers are numbers. But what seems to be interesting is the reasons behind the numbers, and that's not. I mean, which is almost entirely the economy, right? The average person, okay, some people don't like Ukraine, some people don't like this, some people don't like that, but nobody likes the economy, and that's the kind of thing that just hits people in the face, no matter how much Biden and all of his minions try to tell people, oh no. Biden, Bidenomics is working great. People are like, no, it's not. Um, and and I, I I agree with you. I mean, that's Trump should just keep hammering that and don't. I, it'll be hard because, like Chuck, you said, they'll attack him and everything. But just keep it simple. And I'm standing up for you. And every time they take him to court, I think he becomes more popular, too. The message he is, he's his poll numbers go up with every one of these nonsensical indictments. But the economy, yeah, we're national debt interest payments are over a trillion dollars a year. That's going to be the biggest budget item that's a quarter of tax revenue goes toward paying interest on the debt that's not going to get any better because the debt's increasing by a trillion dollars a year so even if interest rates come down the amount of interest is going to go up and you got you know these 20 somethings that you know oh biden's great well but my answer to them is fine you're going to be paying a quarter of your tax receipts are going to go toward interest It's not going to go toward education or roads or defense or anything else. Right. That's what you want. That that ain't going away. So you're either going to have Argentina-like inflation to get rid of the debt, or you're just going to be paying it. There's no appetite to cut spending on either side. You got a new speaker of the House and, you know, oh, we need money for Ukraine and pass the (laughs) continuing resolution. And 
you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah, right. Well, and it looks like the Ukraine, maybe briefly your thoughts on Ukraine, because I know, Chuck, you, you, you know, monitor that daily, too. But it looks like now even everybody, even Europe and everybody is starting to say, OK, so like maybe we don't have to stay in Ukraine and it takes what it takes. Uh, maybe Ukraine should sort of start backing off a little bit here. But I mean. Yeah, sure. Ukraine is expendable. They ruined the country and killed, you know, hundreds of thousands of young Ukrainian men. Uh, a lot have left the country and are not coming back. They destroyed no. a, a a once decent country. Yeah, they had corruption, but so do we. Big deal. Yeah. And but we're 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 going to make a mess of it, and we're just going to leave. Look what we did to Iraq. Look what we did to Iran. So, yeah, you know these, these look countries what we did that Syria. Were, look, we did uh, exactly to Lebanon. Libya. I Libya. Mean, you know, I but, must admit, you know, if you look around the world, you know, we all used to believe, I think, you know, or at least many of us that you know america for all its faults is a force for good for the world it's no it's not the world today and say what we've done has been good for any of those countries we've aided like afghanistan i i have been to iran and iraq and i've talked to people that live there and heard what they said about what what america did they don't hold it against american people they hold it against the government because iran was a very prosperous back when it was Persia. It was a prosperous country and people visited and uh, it was great. Now, not so much. So, and, and what did, what did we accomplish out of it? We, you know, we, we, we leave a, a wake of destruction in our nation building. Yeah. Well, we, did a, we sold Bush a lot of Canadian. military equipment, sold a lot of military equipment. And so they oh, all yeah. made, they all made they, money. They, they all made money, but Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld and oh, we're going to be graded as liberators and it's going to be democracy. Well, it's not. Uh, it, it turned it into a mess, and it's it's very hard for those people to recover. And these these are human beings that they just want to live their life. They want to earn a living and take care of their family. And big country comes in and makes a mess of it. Yeah, it's bad enough with Saddam Hussein, but then the U.S. piles on and makes it worse. So that's our track record. And it's you look at what's going on here. It's not much better. We have a weaponized government. The, the First Amendment's going away. Massive censorship. Yeah. Uh, you got Jack Smith wanting to know about everybody who ever liked or retweeted something that, that Trump did. That's going to be majority of the country. Yeah. Every oh. every reporter, every journalist followed Donald Trump. Oh, well, uh, I mean, what, 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 what's he looking for? Well, I think everybody they're going to just use algorithms and, you know, develop things. And I think you're right. I mean, this is my biggest fear that going into 2024, we had David Horowitz on and he said, you know, he's fearing a summer of violence. I don't know. Um, But I do think, though, they're going to turn it around and use their algorithms to pinpoint anyone who has basically supports Donald Trump and they'll be able to figure out. And then you're going to do all kinds of things when, you know, give it to the IRS, give it to Grant making ones that people are applying for grants. Or, I mean, they can use that information for all their dastardly stuff. You know, apply for a job in the federal government. Right. Well, they want to check whether, you know, you, you were following Donald Trump. They may not know enough about you, but this, the tweet thing will, will condemn you for just following him. Right. Well, and that'll make everybody else not want to, right? I mean, that's the kind of thing that they want to do. They make everybody scared then, right? Then people are just afraid. Exactly. Exactly. But my article that was published today has Trump in the title and it's pro-Trump. So what's that mean for me? I'm not going to be able to travel or 
I'll be on the TSA uh, no-fly list. Who knows? They can right. do anything. And good luck right. getting off of it. So. Uh-oh. Here, right, Chuck, you keep talking. I got to go. So stop. Stop. We've got dogs in the house today. All right. Well, do you think the 2024 election will be as crooked as the 2020 election? Absolutely. But the, the hope is that Trump knows all of this. He's he's not a dumb person. And he, he knows what happened to him in 2020. And if he hasn't somehow behind the scenes fix these problems, it's going to be the same outcome. Biden well, will be they in a, They didn't uh, fix him in Arizona. Um, uh, the Democrats fixed it. I mean, that, that was yeah. an outrageous election in which they, you know, the dumb advice the Republicans would go, all oh, vote on, on election day. And they're good. yeah, you guys all go on election day and we'll gum it up and make sure you don't get to vote. I mean, how the the party of dumb is entering new new reigns of, of dumb. The, 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 the sad reality is that Democrats and the Republican establishment alike don't want anything to do with Donald Trump. And you're going to have all four all forces arrayed against him. Big media, big finance, Hollywood, sports, academia, you name it. Everybody is against Trump except for 80 million voters and probably more. Right. Well, more now. Because... That election in, in Australia, whether you to affirm the indigenous voice uh, into the Constitution and every sports figure, every corporation, not every, but vast majority of the big corporation, health groups, law groups, judges, the whole world told them to vote, uh, vote yes, except 55% said no. So there's always that's correct. Yes. Well, but that's a, that's assuming we can trust the, the election and the vote counting and the tallies. And, Which we you know, you, you, you stop counting on election night and big Trump lead by the next morning is a big Biden lead. And uh, just in those swing states where they stop counting, all it takes is a few counties and boom, the election right. shifted. Once yeah. they, they they shut down for the night, they got to see what the deficit was. And then magically all these ballots appear. And next morning, Biden's the winner. And the media's clapping along. You're an election along. denier. You're an election <laughs> denier. <laughs> and no one even, no one even I, believes I, that. I deny, the, I deny results. I, I, I admit <laughs> that there are elections because I voted. So there is an election. I do not deny the fact that we have elections. I just, I don't, <laughs> well, trust, I hope, I don't trust the results. I just, I hope you're right in that, that Trump is smart and he, he understands what he's up against, particularly given the election integrity issues. And hopefully they're not going to do stupid things like wait till afterwards and try to file lawsuits. Hopefully, I agree with you. Hopefully they have a plan in place, at least in the swing states and places where it matters. You know, I mean, maybe not so much Colorado, but, um, to, you know, you're seeing in some states are trying to get rid of the, the drop boxes, things like that. So, um, if if Trump does the same thing over again, expecting a different result, you know what that's the definition of. So yes, if he does yes. that, then he's going to lose. Right. Uh, I think we'll, we'll yeah. lose along with him. Well, we will. But I think Trump is a little bit too smart to just make that assumption that it's going to turn out differently this time. Yeah. Uh, right. So I don't I don't who knows what what he has going on behind the scenes. He's, he's not going to say anything. And no. those that know aren't going to say anything. Yeah, there's all sorts of theories in the military and devolution. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? Uh, <laughs> 99% of the people have no idea. And we're just speculating and all these things that sound good. Yeah, maybe they're going on. Maybe they're not. I have no idea. 
Hey, listen, oh, look, I'm just going to take this. My daughter's dog is visiting us. Brian, I know you had a heart out here, so we'll let you go so we don't have to, you know, to get to whatever your next well, endeavor. Well, bring the dog on. You're, you'll be followed by a dog. By the dogs, no. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank for, you, and Brian. Thank you for your Good to see follow. you. Drive safe. My pleasure. Anytime. And happy to talk with you guys. Uh, that's great. All right. Love it. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later, Brian. Dr. Brian June up there. His latest column is up in American Thinker. Um, and thank you, Thomas. Our producer reminded me too, because Brian said he had a heart out there. Well, real quick, Chuck, um, I wanted to just briefly talk, and you did too. You've been following the, the climate. People may not be aware of this, but all of our betters, the elites, some freaking 70,000 of them have gathered in delegates. delegates in Dubai, Dubai to worry about climate change and global warming. Now, Chuck, is it just me or... Like, okay, so the summit president who leads the United Arab Emirates National Oil Company, I mean, first, I find it odd that they're holding a a global warming conference in Dubai, number one. Who better? Who better to to do it than people who are in oil production and who put a lot of money into renewables? And then the BBC got a hold of an inner memorandum saying, hey, we can make all kinds of oil deals at this meeting with all these people. But just the people going there, it, it's, if you're on the left, and, and and I'm not sure how many of our listeners are on the left, but you know, <laughs> at least one time, you have to make the Hajj uh, to the COP conference, conference of right. parties. And you must travel by private jet or private yacht. Private jet, of course, of course. But it's a big, they have, they have more fun getting drunk there and, even though you can't legally drink in Dubai, and they they <laughs> they party and have orgies, and it's it's one big, and it's all paid for the almost two hundred governments that go there because by our tax dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, these it's... nonprofits don't make any money. The only thing they do is get government grants, and so the left wing governments give them this thing, and everybody once a year, uh, you know, dances around the maple. I mean, it's fantastic. 70 it's a fortnight a two-week lefty fun well, they can't be like i guess is john Kerry going to be there the whole time or that Greta oh, yes to- yes because you have to understand what it's so exciting about these cops i mean they're sort of like bronco football games these days um it comes down to the very end they don't have an agreement it's not going to work the the world's going to explode and then at the very last moment by staying over a couple extra days, <laughs> they come up with an agreement and they agree to the next phase of it. And everybody cheers and goes home and tells their kids and parents, we did it, we did it, we did it, we did it again. Oh. And the thing is, everybody's got a little different sort of uh, view to it. Now, if you're part of the poorer countries, you want to get these schmuck richer countries just to pay you money. Right. And you call that loss and damage that you you incurred all this damage during the must polluting the, everything yeah 170 years of industrial revolution and therefore and i think i think dubai agreed to put in a half billion and somebody else 200 we're only giving 17 million which is very cheap of us i mean i, I can't believe that yeah does, but, does but, Lensky know about this he's probably gonna uh, yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> he's, he's gonna saying, be oh, wait a minute well and we're talking and, about some ecological damage I well, and that's all it is. Right? It's just a massive redistribution of wealth, basically yes. out of our taxpayer dollars. Yes. It goes, it's again, the Democrat money laundering, it goes into these non-governmental organizations, the NGOs, who then will spend a bazillion dollars to fight trans 
right fight for trans rights in some country that no one else ever heard of as reparations for pollution, I guess. Um, right. And of course, and then since the nonprofits only, in these African countries, well, and since there aren't any transgender people in those countries, they'll just keep all the money, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah. nothing there's nothing to fight for. It's just this giant con and scam. And I don't think people care that much. There was a time when this was kind of a big deal, and they well, got a lot of big deal. They're, they're, well, the Pope was going to go, but he got sick again. Uh, but King Charles is down there telling us. Yeah, he had to go home. And, and some that. of the uh, people there, uh, Nelson Mandela's uh, granddaughter. But did John Kerry? John Kerry was mad about it, wasn't he? Huh? Wasn't wasn't John Kerry mad about the location? Yes, he said it was a betrayal of the, the public trust. Right. Um, and and and, and then did you see? It was kind of funny. Somebody knock him off. There were all of these pictures of planes in Germany that were planning to go there that were frozen to the tarmac because it was so cold. They had a blizzard go through, so they couldn't get through there in time. So, well, you know, and, there. be a little late, better late than never. Well, uh, I, can't, I mean, some people probably can't go for the whole thing. It is just the most no, ridiculous. No, every, you have to understand, this is the Mardi Gras to the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, this is the biggest fun thing it's. I mean, how many people are at Woodstock? Not seventy thousand. No, not seventy thousand. Seventy thousand committed left-wing jerks that want to calm the world into, into <laughs> make us eat bugs people. and have us drive our EVs that yeah, won't plug in oh, and that won't man. do anything. And, and well, and I guess. But the president of it, though, again, who I don't know, why would you have your summit president be the person who's running the United Arab Emirates oil company? Because whoever's the head of the country uh, leads the talks. So when it was in Denmark, the head of the Swedish, uh, Danish government headed them up. And when they had it in Japan, it was the Japanese. So whoever's the, the lead CEO of the, of the country, whether it's a president or a premier, they take over. And so they drive the agenda and make sure that everything happens. And we well, but he got in people. trouble because he said there's no science on what phasing out fossil fuels would actually achieve. He didn't mean that. <laughs> Okay. Can I interrupt? Can I interrupt for one quick second? Sure. Okay. So I was at the uh, JNF convention over the over the weekend, and the protesters were there. A lot of them were saying that, you know, I mean, off off the record, that they were uh, they're like protesters are us. You know, they're they're protesters for hire. Right. Yeah. I mean, there there are a couple of real protesters, and the the rest are fill-ins. And uh, one one lady mentioned that it's all sources money, and they get a check yes. at the end of the week or whatever. It's it's quite interesting that, uh, and there weren't that many, but I guess when the cameras don't pan out, you think it's a, it's a crowd, it's a it's a huge crowd, but it wasn't a huge. Crowd. Where, where are you no. at? Where are you at? The the the, 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 the convention center. The one, uh, the, all the pro Hamas people were protesting at the convention oh, center yeah. downtown, banging in the windows. No, Jacob, you're right. I mean, it's just, I covered that for years and it's the same people over and over again. And you're yeah. right. They all make money. I mean, they put ads up in, in, um, um, various places too, you know, where you could uh-huh. be an activist or something. So, hey, listen, though, we have to go. Thank you for that, though. Go, That's- go, go. Bye. Bye. bye bye um and check that will do it for us too on this monday right. want to thank thomas peace um climate to all all of you peace and climate peace and climate um, and that'll do it for us everybody thank you everybody on zoom we'll see you all later on wednesday bye bye